Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Hospital by Scapegrace74 on AO3. Rating, general audiences. Mulder was acting odd. Odder. He was jittery and restless. Restlesser. Their latest escapade in the realms of the bizarre and extreme had cost Mulder a pair of Brooks Brothers suit pants and a six-inch-long strip of his calf. It had cost Blue Cross and Blue Shield significantly more to sew him back up again. The pants were a lost cause. She initially thought his behavior was malaise at being cooped up in the office all week while he recovered. Or maybe he really liked those pants. Right now, he was staring vacantly, ceiling word, his lower lip pinched between his teeth, eyebrows, a band roll of malcontent. He shifted from one ass cheek to the other, like a recumbent runway model. Mulder, what's the matter? You keep squirming around, and you haven't read one page of those briefing notes since we got back from lunch. I don't feel good, Scully. What are your symptoms? Everything's too much. The world's all fuzzy, but at the same time, the lights are too bright and my legs sore. Have you been taking the antibiotics the ER doctor prescribed you? We have no way of knowing where that pitchfork had been before you speared yourself with it. I didn't spear myself. I kept telling you it was a hobgoblin. As he became more animated, Mulder's skin took on a ruddy pallor, and his eyes were wide and glassy. Now was not the time to argue about his history with self-injury and farm equipment. The antibiotic smolder. Huh? You mean the blue pills that could choke Linda Lovelace? I stopped taking them on Tuesday. They made my burps taste like swamp gas. She stepped around the desk and tried to feel his forehead. After a few fretful dodges, she was able to discern that his temperature was elevated and his skin clammy. I think you've got an infection, Mulder. Stand up and let me take a look at your calf. Mulder's hands were reaching for his belt buckle as he made to stand. So eager he was to drop trowel and play doctor with Dr. Scully in the basement office. Fantasy 245, subversion B. Were they not, he might have been able to catch himself. As gravity and his systolic blood pressure conspired against his pursuit of verticality. As it was, he came cameraing at Scully like 180 pounds of raw timber and freefall. It was all she could do to soften the blow as they both hit the floor in a heap. Mulder was out cold. So this did not qualify as Fantasy 93. Two hours later, he was one hospitalization closer to renewing his platinum patient loyalty status at George Washington University Hospital, which was good news because Scully really enjoyed the express check-in benefits. His white blood cell count was elevated and he had a temperature of 103. So he'd sacrificed another vein to the intravenous gods and was staring with interest at the polystyrene ceiling tiles while Scully returned to his private hospital room. Mulder was under the impression that his FBI benefits covered private rooms, when in fact, the admitting staff at George Washington saw his name on the intake form and automatically upgraded him in self-defense. How's the patient? Trippy. What's in this bolus? Mescaline? They've got you on a heavy dose of Ciproflax. It's in the quinoline family of antibiotics, and mild hallucinogens are a possible side. Mulder, what? Why are you looking at me like that? Your eyes are exactly the color of Victorian seaside postcards. I just noticed. Um, thank you, I think. 
She was uncomfortable receiving compliments from Mulder in general, and Mulder wearing an open-back hospital gown in particular. They're the lighthouse to my storm-tossed seas. Everybody else floats away from me. Only your eyes hold still, Scully. Time to redirect the conversation, such as it was. Mulder, do you need anything from the office? I'll be heading back there before I go home tonight. You're leaving? Pitiful, like a bout afflicted hound. Pitiful, like a bout... Pitiful, like a boot afflicted hound. Well, eventually. We left the office in a bit of a hurry and all my notes and files are still on my desk. You'll be asleep, Mulder. You won't miss me. I always miss you. I missed you before we met. Mulder, good God, what had gotten into him besides the pitchfork and the cipro? I'm serious. You don't believe me. It's just like the hobgoblin. You never believe me when the scary, unearthly things are real, Scully. You never believe me when the scary, unearthly things are real, Scully. I don't want to fight with you, Mulder. You need to get some rest, and this is definitely not the sort of conversation we should be having when one of us is non-compromentous. I'll fight for you, Scully. Mulder, seriously. That's not even... There's nobody for you to fight. No, you don't understand. I'll fight you for you, Scully. Sighing, she admitted defeat. There really was no defense against a stubbornly delusional romantic. She lowered the bed rail with practice ease, unholstered her weapon, slipped out of her shoes, and climbed in beside him. Mulder made a sound like an overjoyed puppy. This is just until you fall asleep. I still have things to get done today, Mulder. If she acted stern, maybe he would believe she was doing this for him. In truth, she was really fulfilling Fantasy 408, subsection H. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.